Blog Talk Radio. But Obama wants to own the word fair and the phrase middle class. And yet, who has done more destruction to working people in this country than Obama? Why isn't it proper to point out the Democrat base is made up, for the most part, of the nation's losers? Free enterprise can do a better job of producing the things that people need than government can. Less government and less taxes and more freedom for the people. Iran, Cuba, Venezuela, these countries are tiny compared to the Soviet Union. Bring myself and the American flag, never give up the freedom my pop fought for us to have, never give it back. Same with the gas, you can never take that, never take that. On this Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today.
Well, 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 well. Tonight is the big debate. I am hot fire. I am on fire. I'm telling you right now, it's me, Dr. C. Robert Jones, your humble host. My Ph.D. is from the College of William and Mary, where one of the greatest presidents and scholars of all time attended. His name was Thomas Jefferson. <clears throat> Let's get this party started right. Today, October 3rd, 2012. Beautiful Old Town Alexandria is where I can be found. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Dig it. I am hyped up. Hyped up for two reasons. Well, no three. Three reasons. One is I've been drinking quite a bit of espresso. A lot of it. I have had, within the last hour alone, two... Triple Vente White Mochas from Starbucks right down the street. I'll give them a shout-out right here now. King Street and Union just down the street from my humble abode. That's one of the reasons why I'm hyped up. Number two, the debates. The debates is tonight, and Obama's about to take a serious-ass whooping. Because he can't run on his record. He's got no record to run on. He sucks. All to be damned. And it's a beautiful thing. You want to know what the third thing is, don't you? Yeah, you sure do. And I'm going to tell you about it right now. I got a little piece of paper here in my hand. Wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Bought myself a brand new car. Yep. 2012 Mercedes-Benz GL Class. GL 454-Matic. Seven-speed automatic, baby. You heard me? Uh-huh. Here's the best part about this vehicle. Fuel economy. The city, I get a whopping 13 miles to the gallon, baby. Fuel economy on the highway, a staggering 18 miles per gallon. Fossil fuels, baby. That's where it's at. I'm going to make up for all those tiny little goofy-looking smart cars, or as I call them, clown cars. You know, the kind of car where you can, like, 20 people cram themselves in and then they all kind of get out. I'm the anti-smart car. I'm the anti-green energy guy. When they ask me at the grocery store whether I want paper or plastic, I'm saying plastic, baby. Load it up with lots and lots and lots of plastic. Double those bags for me, if you will. Even though I've just got some candy bars in there. <laughs> Double it up. Uh, you know, you never know. So, those are the three things I'm hyped up about. And I can see that in the room... Uh, folks have been talking about um, voter ID and the idea that um, to ask one to show ID at the polls is somehow voter suppression. And I also note that Obama girl has started that started that topic, uh, from what I can understand, and it makes you know it's a good topic to talk about. It's something to talk about because you know. In terms of just pure logic, as was indicated in the um, in the chat room, pure logic dictates that you go into a voting booth. Now, I can walk into a voting booth, and I've done it many times, and I've said that my name was is Theodore Nugent. Now, <laughs> many times the the person will. Not even put the connection 
with the rocker Ted Nugent with what I just said. And she'll go down the rolls and she'll look for Ted Nugent. Or she'll look, no, she'll look for Theodore Nugent. And she'll scroll down and scroll down and I'll just stand there with a smile on my face while she looks for Theodore Nugent. She can't find Theodore Nugent because Theodore Nugent isn't registered to vote. At least I hope not. Not where I go to vote because then the whole thing will backfire on me. So suppose there's a Theodore Nugent in the area and he's registered to vote. And I say, my name is Theodore Nugent. And she says, oh, I see you right here. And I say, okay, great, thank you. And I go and I cast my ballot. You know, I'm Theodore Nugent. I don't have to show any ID. I don't have to prove that I'm not a convicted felon or any such matter. Let me give you one example. My brother, who just happens to have had a little trouble with the law. He's not allowed to vote, but he votes. He voted for President Obama. He plans to vote for Obama again. Yes, my own brother. He was actually able to go into the polling place and vote. How do I know this? He came back with that little sticker thing where you can go after you vote and go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a free donut and some coffee. He showed up with that little happy face thing plus a cup of coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, I'm not kidding, and a donut, which he you know, pretty much chowed down on, and I, I said, hey, why didn't you save me some? But that was another, that's another story. My brother is a convicted felon. It's true. I don't have anything to hide. He voted for President Obama. Why? Because he wasn't required to show ID. He wasn't required to show ID when he registered. He wasn't required to show ID when he showed up at the polling place. And what about the guy who showed up to vote in Washington, D.C. a year and a half ago and gave his name as Eric Holder, the Attorney General of the United States, and was allowed to vote as Eric Holder. I'm sure you all remember these things. But somehow, somehow asking a person to show me your ID in order to match your ID up with the name and address on the the person's tally, somehow that's un-American? Somehow that's voter suppression? No, nobody's asking for a poll tax here or for you to take a test to, to prove that you're literate like Democrats wanted blacks to do back in the 40s and 50s. Democrats, I'm reminded of why Con, the, the primary reason why Condoleezza Rice became a Republican. The story that she told me personally was that her dad was a longtime Democrat. He went down to the polling place in Alabama to vote, Montgomery, and he was turned away at the Democrat office. They were asking for a poll tax. They wanted to know if he was literate, all kinds of stuff. He went right across the street and discussed and discussed to the to the to the to the Republican polling place and was welcomed with open arms. Sure, Mr. Rice, come on in and vote. That's the story I got from 
Condi myself, personally. Now, maybe I'm talking out of school. Maybe I'm name-dropping. But so what? That's the story she told me. So this whole idea that asking a person to show ID is somehow voter suppression or asking an illegal to prove that they're a United States citizen, someone who's potentially illegal. You know what? If a cop stopped me, and I'm half Puerto Rican, by the way, my mom, on my mom's side, and said, hey, can you prove that you're an American citizen? You think I'm going to be pissed at that? I'm going to say, oh, sure. I got all kinds of ID right here. Feel free to check me out. I'm good. If you've got nothing to hide, why not show your identification? You have to show identification to go in and get cold medicine these days. You have to show ID. I, I, your humble host, had to show ID just two weeks ago when I went to buy a bottle of wine. I'm as old as molasses. I'm as old as Methuselah. I did not shave that day, folks. I had a full gray beard. And I was asked to show identification. Why not show identification? Why not? How is that voter suppression? And you know what? One of my folks in there, I think it's Evil Clown, who stated that... Um. You know, it's only voter suppression. <laughs> well, yeah, well, never mind. We're getting we're getting way far afield here. We're talking about voter suppression. Come on, how do you suppress the vote, folks? You know what? It costs thirty dollars or less in most places. Now I've done the research to get an ID card, a state ID. It costs. Almost nothing in most other states. Now, I don't have the numbers here handy, but you don't have to take my word for it. You can look it up. It doesn't cost much at all. Now, some would say that, well, $30 is a lot of money to some poor folks. Really? Most poor people have colored TVs, cars, a VCR, no, a DVD player. I know a whole lot of poor folks who are walking around in $200 Air Jordans. I know a whole lot of poor poor people who are riding out in hoopties with rims that cost more than the damn car itself. Who label themselves as poor. I know a guy. I know several guys and gals who have those damn EBT cards. And they're wearing, they're dressed down to the max in FUBU and, and Air Jordans, uh, two $300 shoes, $200 shoes, $90, even if they're $90. Come on, don't tell me that a poor person cannot afford to go out and get themselves an identification card. It just defies simple, plain logic. It simply does. Now, a lot of you know that I'm very open-minded. I'm pro-choice. I am, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I got some, I got, I got some liberal ideas, just a few. So I'm open to, I'm open to oral arguments when it comes to getting your point across. However, 
This one is just plain stupid. It makes no sense whatsoever, as is indicated in the chat room. Get yourself, if you don't have a damn ID, in some states, in some municipalities, if a cop stops you and asks for your identification and you don't have one, he can arrest your ass. There are actual laws on the books, and if you can't prove who you are, and a cop asks you for ID, he can actually hold you if he suspects you may have committed a crime. And he can hold you, even if he just suspects, if you fit the description, and ask you who you are. He can take your ass down to the station and fingerprint you to verify who you are if you don't have ID. Come on. All we're asking, all anybody is asking is, hey, show up at the polls, have a state ID, match that up and the address with what's on the rolls, vote, and shag your ass on down the road. How hard could that be? Seriously. So, with that in mind, let that sink in for a moment. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come right back. Hey, by the way, if you have a concern or an issue about this subject or any other, please do call in. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Oh, yeah, yeah, check this out. You can find me on Spreaker Radio. Download the app for your smartphone, your Android, or your uh, or whatever, whatever you've got. You can download the Spreaker app. I'm simulcasting there on my website at universalmedia1.com. Also on Stitcher Radio. You can download the Stitcher app and get me there. And even more, you can download my radio show on demand, baby, on iTunes. Just type in a little box, C. Robert Jones or Dr. C. Robert Jones. Download all my shows from the very first one. Until the very latest one. All right. We'll take a short break and then we'll come right back. By the way, hey, call in if you've got an issue. We can talk about it. We're all friends here. All right. We'll be right back. Southern Sense. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, as always. Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard. Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with GT Rocks. Yo, yo! Ah! Yo, yo! What's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Chiski loves his peeps, he loves his radio family, and you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself, this is 
In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean, tell your friends. Out of respect, they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize without him doing anything, and he took it. He changed health care for millions of Americans, even though they liked what they had. He says he will tell Iran to quit making nukes, and they will stop, because he is just that good. To him, the Supreme Court is nothing but an unelected group of people. You want precedent? He is the president. He picked Joe Biden to be his vice president, just to show that he doesn't really need one. He wants us to believe no one else in America would have made the Bin Laden call. He is the most arrogant man in the world. <laughs> I ultimately get what I want. Stay ignorant, my friends. Welcome back. Welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Speaking of voters, speaking of voters, Obama, Obama's trolling for knucklehead vote. That's what I think. He's trolling for the knucklehead vote. Uh, pundits have ridiculed the string of fluff television, radio, and magazine appearances that Barack Obama has been making the last few months, stating that he's pretty much lazy and he doesn't really want to do his job. Well, think about this. He has a strategy, and he's executing it very well. He's seeking... And winning the votes of those Michelle Obama calls knuckleheads. Inside the Beltway, journalists have decried Barack's refusal to hold many press conferences. His canned speeches and reliance on the teleprompter have provided them with precious few chances to score points among their colleagues. Most journalists would rather attack Mitt Romney like a pack of hyenas, then ask the president any questions that may discomfort him. Instead, Barack Obama sends out his hapless press secretary, Jay Carney, what a stooge that clown is, to field questions. And he makes a mess of things monumentally. Or people like Susan Rice to evade truthful answers regarding the murders of Americans in Libya, which Obama calls bumps in the road. Or just noise. The March of the Muslim Brotherhood and the Arab Spring going up in flames, the world is burning. Obama's likeness is being burned in effigy. The American flag is being burned all over the Middle East, while Obama chills with those hags from the view. Just three blocks down at the United Nations from 30 Rock, 30 Rockefeller Plaza, heads of state are meeting to discuss serious business and weighty issues that affect the whole wide world. While Obama says he doesn't have time. He doesn't, he doesn't have time for all that noise. His 
one of his minions says that if he meets with one world leader, he'll have to meet with ten. And quite frankly, he simply doesn't have the time. He's a busy man. He's got meetings with a pimp with a limp. He's got meetings with a with a dude dressed as a pirate. He's got meetings with those old battle axes from the view. He's 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 got he's he's got a lot on his plate. He can't actually do his job. How would one expect the ultimate affirmative action hire to actually go out and be president of the United States of America and actually do his job? After all, here's what I th- what I find amazing about black folks. And let's just talk about black folks just for a minute. Those who support Obama, no matter what he does. After all, it was my former good friend Tom Joyner who said, and I quote, got it memorized so I wouldn't forget it. Let's not deal with the facts right now. Let's just deal with our blackness and our pride. We have the opportunity to reelect the first black president of the United States of America and I don't mind saying it. We should do so just because he's black, end quote. Quite frankly, if I were one of you black folk out there who are voting for President Obama just because he's black. Oh, and by the way, as a side, my internet dude was out here just the other day, and I commented to him who – he is a sub- Obama supporter – that – Obama's actually hanging out and not actually doing his job, and quite frankly, I wouldn't have that much of a problem with him if he spent most of his time actually doing his job. My cable guy, my uh, my internet guy came, came – he, his response was, Obama's a cool president. He's cool. He's cool. And I said, well, if that's your requirement – for the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, if that's your response to me, that he's cool, you need to get your ass up out of my house. And I reached for my gun. Seriously, I actually did. And, and I and I got a K-bar up here too. For those of you who don't know what a K-bar is, it's a big-ass knife. And I said, dude, you got to go. Then I gave him a wry smile as if I were only kidding, which I wasn't, just so he wouldn't call the cops on me. So I realized I was being just a bit rash and dramatic. But here is this. He wants a cool president. He's cool. He's so cool. He's so cool. He can sing. Why I'm so in love with you. Oh, the women swoon and the panties dropped. Because the president can sing a little Al Green, and he's so cool. He shoots a little basketball. He eats a little chicken and some ribs. He must be black. He's so cool. But here's the thing. Black folks, I'm speaking to you right now. Aren't you embarrassed? Because the president is not doing his job. Basically, he's a shiftless, lazy Negro in office, and he fits the stereotype. Of your average black man who doesn't want to actually do his job but wants all the perks of having one. And that's all I want to say about that. Barack Obama would rather nurture his brahmins with David Letterman, who has had the president and his first lady on his show numerous times. 
Leatherman gets a big rating boost when Obama shows up. The Obama campaign gets free airtime in front of an audience of millions. That's certainly worth millions of dollars or at least a, a Kennedy Center honor. Or perhaps Barack Obama prefers chatting about his pepper preferences and favorite superpowers with a New Mexico talk show host. <laughs> to explain how his administration screwed up security in Libya so that those bumps in the road, otherwise known as murders of Americans, happen. Contemplating fantasy uh, abilities must be far more enjoyable than revealing the true history of the far fast and furious gun-running scandal, a topic that might be of interest to citizens on the border states. And of course, talking about uh, talk, talking about rappers Pitbull and Flo Rida, and a Florida DJ known as the Pimp with the Limp, certainly beats talking with congressional leaders and heads of state from all over the world. But dude has a heavy plate, doesn't he? Many journalists, including those recently. Uh, including the most recent Bob Woodward, have reported that Barack Obama is a loner who has held barely any meetings with key leaders in Congress. I'm talking about Bob Woodward here. His jobs council, his cabinet, his daily intelligence briefing, the Erskine Bowles Commission, the club of people stiffed by this president has an ever-growing membership. Even the liberal Washington Post columnist Ruth Marcus has criticized Obama's pattern of Unexcused absences when, when important issues need to be addressed. Obama, in her column, Obama, Obama's Where's Waldo Presidency, <laughs> you have got to check it out. The guy is lazy as all to be damned. But tonight, folks, tonight, the chickens are going to come home to roost in a serious debate. Mitt Romney is up for the challenge. And we're going to see just who's who and what's what in less than an hour. One Angry Jew is in the house. And of course, my main man. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The Jew will roll in just a few minutes. Enough about race. Uh, Obama girl uh, writes in the chat room. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Let, let, let's just be clear right here and now. It wasn't me who said that we should vote for Barack Hussein Obama just because he's black. That was Tom Joyner. Okay, it was Tom Joyner who said that. And I'm simply reporting what he said. And calling Obama a lazy Negro, I think I've earned the right to do that. Because, number one, he's a lazy Negro. And number two, well, well, I don't know. All right, I had to gather myself just a minute. Got a little bit of cough. But hey, Tom Joyner isn't in this chat. That's old news. It is old news. Obama girl is right. Uh, what Tom Joyner says is old news, but it is in fact news. Because Tom Joyner speaks to millions of so-called African Americans. I just simply call them blacks. 
But hey, it is old news, so we'll just let that one go. It's out there. You know it's out there. You know what he said, so let's just move on. And then we're going to get my main man, one angry Jew. We're going to get we're going to take his call. Cuz we love it when he when he tunes in and we love it when he calls. So we're going to put him on in just a minute. So one angry Jew, just hold on, my man. So, I'm going to finish up this segment and then we'll get to the Jew. Meeting with foreign leaders during an annual confab at the United Nations was never in Obama's calendar. Crowded out by an appearance on The View, as I originally stated, where he touted his status as eye candy. Why Why meet with Israeli leader Benjamin Netanyahu when he could be charmed by Whoopi Goldberg? Ugly, all to be damned. How could you sit next to that woman let alone actually talk to her. She has got to be the ugliest woman on the face of the earth. And why is she always dressed in that uniform? Well, but he whooped it up with that genius Joy Behar. That woman is as dumb as a box of rocks, seriously. What is up with the abdication of responsibility on the part of the president? Is it all a function of his lack of work ethic? Which has goes all the way back to his days as a senior lecturer at the University of Chicago. My folks, I am a professor at a well-known university. I started out as a lecturer, then a senior lecturer. Then I earned the title of professor. Barack Obama was never – he never held the title of constitutional law professor. He was simply a senior lecturer. Let's just put that out there right here and now. And at the University of Chicago, he was touted by his seniors and his and his uh, those who who were in in a class with him as being lazy and disengaged. Well, what's up with it? His preference for having fun with NBA basketball players, his enjoyment from being serenaded by a parade of singers in the East Room. After all, he did say, we never need an excuse for a good party at the White House. Can he bully or stonewall queries from local reporters? Or will they be so overawed by their chance to talk with the president that they'll not mar the experience with serious questions. Are reporters and talking heads from Entertainment Tonight, People Magazine, or Vogue even interested in asking serious questions about the perilous state of our nation and the world? At least the Univision journalist who grilled him over his broken promises over immigration and the Fast and Furious scandal proved their mettle. But serious questions of this president is an astronomically rare occurrence, and one wonders why that is. One wonders why that is. Tonight, Barack Obama is going to attempt to do two things. One, he is going to attempt to run out the clock with a long-winded, stupid, supercilious answers and excuses. He's going to blame the Bush administration, which is all he seems to do. Bear in mind, folks, I was a leader of men for 30 years. Not only did I lead, I followed. I was once one of the greatest warriors this world has ever known, a United States Marine. 
One thing, one thing is for certain that the Marine Corps did not take uh, take lightly, and that was abdicating your responsibility. Whether you made the mistake or not, whether you committed the error or not, you took responsibility. You wanted the responsibility. That's what leaders are all about. That's what men are all about. Barack Obama is no man. He is certainly no leader. Anytime you take the opportunity to blame the, the damn weather, tsunamis, uh, 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 leaves falling from the trees, and George W. Bush, and refuse to take responsibility, you're a pussy, quite frankly. You're a punk. You're no real man. My mama, if she were here today and, uh, and she noticed that I didn't take responsibility, even if the responsibility was not mine to take, she'd wrap me over the head with a pot. But anyway, tonight, tonight is really what it's all about. Tonight, Barack Obama is going to stutter and stammer and make an ass of himself because Mitt Romney is going to go for the gold. It's my understanding that there will be three debates. Tonight's going to be one. Let's, let's pay close attention to the questions that are asked and whether or not the moderators decide they're going to kiss both sides, both cheeks of Obama's ass. Let's find out. In the meantime, we're going to take one angry Jew's call because, no, we're not afraid to take his call. We love him. We love him. One well, angry apparently, Jew. nobody else is loving the Jew. Everybody else is oh, very on. dismayed by the Jew's message. But no, the Jew, no, no, no. We love the, it, man. We love the it. The Jew has found a way to increase happiness. Talk about it. I cleaned my espresso machine. What? I need my, espresso, my espresso machine is making so much better espressos now that I've cleaned it. And that's, that's, made my me, problem. that's made me slightly happy. Now, wait a minute now, Jude. Do you have a fine super espresso machine like me from Williams-Sonoma? Well, you didn't mention the brand. I oh. uh, I bought – get this. <laughs> I, bought, I bought mine from a computer company that sells computer stuff. Oh. Why they were selling – and this, is a, this was a Seiko. I had a Seiko in Thailand, an automatics uh, one that ground the coffee – put the beans into the group head, did all that stuff, mm -hmm. popped it out at the end, and it made fine coffee. Uh -huh. I saved a little bit of money since my machine still exists in Thailand. Yeah. I yeah. saved a little bit of money, and uh, they had a $400 Seiko, mm -hmm. a, manual, a manual machine, mm -hmm. for $200. I grabbed it. Oh. And I, I got to tell you something. Oh. I got to tell you something. It made a perfect cup of espresso the first time. And it just made a perfect cup of espresso 10 minutes ago, and it's mm -hmm. made perfect cups of espresso all in between. Wow. Wow, that's nice. And it's a manual machine. It's one where you put the – you don't even have to tamp the uh, the coffee. Right. I have a, right. But I have a really good grinder. I have a, a really good burr grinder, not a uh, not one of those um, – what do you call it? The ones where they uh, chop at it. That just yeah. eats it. Coffee and makes it real. Yeah. So yeah. everybody's afraid of the message, and the Jews' message has always been get out of the way and prepare. No, you know what I think. I think from what I've heard, um, one uh, one angry is that uh, 
you tend to be a little long-winded, and you sort of take over the show. Oh, which, I do, do. I do that absolutely. Well, you know, and I, that's the only complaint I've heard. And you know what? And and in fact, you know, at times I think I sort of welcome that because I, 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 you know, most of the stuff I'm talking about is uh, off the top be, of my head, and I run out of stuff to say. Useful. Yeah, it could be useful. Look, yeah, it is no secret that I take over shows. I tell people that I take over shows. Now, <laughs> if you're going to complain to me that I took over your show. Well, I, I told you. No, no, no. I'm looking at the chat room here where uh, where R O S S P writes uh, "Burn the clock." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? Well, how about the debate? Or, well, or I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the debate. I, I'm not sure. I'm hearing so many different things from so many different sides. I like to listen to Mark Levin. Mm-hmm. I like to listen to Savage. Of course, Savage is taking a hiatus. I, I can't imagine. The, the bad timing of him winning, winning that lawsuit right now. Did he win? So, yeah, he won his lawsuit against uh, whoever was holding him in a contract, so he's now a free agent. He uh-huh. Last Thursday, he went off the air. Wow. And that's he, why. He won back, the lawsuit. Right? Well, he's coming back, but he's a free agent now, so he's going to strike up a deal. Uh, I think what he's going to do, this is just my thoughts, I think what he's going to do is create his own network. Ah, okay. And it might be... Uh, Glenn Beck style? Uh, I think so. Okay. I think so, because he's he's got the, the audience. The audience will not dissolve immediately, but he does need to do something quick. Yeah. But I, I think he's... Because I like listening to Savage, and I like Mark Levin because Mark Levin is a lawyer I can stomach, one, and he comes at things from a, from a pretty decent perspective. As right. far as um, looking at what goes on, so I there's other the other people that are on radio and whatnot just bore me to tears. I don't know what's going to happen tonight, though. Well, I, tonight should be interesting. I tend to think that Barack Obama's charm is not going to go over well this time around. Folks have said, and it is true, that he has a very thin skin, and that Mitt Romney will easily get underneath that skin, given the. The rumors that have been floating around for the last year and a half that uh, that uh, Obama has absolutely no love for Mitt at all, probably because Mitt's like rich and Obama doesn't like rich people unless they're but giving, Obama's rich. giving their jack to him. Well, Obama's not Mitt Romney rich. Obama's like uh, – mm. he's like poor compared to Mitt Romney. But, uh, you know, so it's I all suppose. relative. I have you heard the rumor? What 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 is it? Is that the, a new rumor, one? the rumor that Mitt Romney sought the advice of one angry Jew on getting under the skin of the president. I had heard something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no. I could. They, they were, it was too. It was unconfirmed. It was you know unconfirmed. what I? You know what I do when I do shows or when I go on people's shows. If mm-hmm. I'm debating somebody, I get in their head absolutely, and I play with them. See, I can tell you this because people will hear it, but they won't remember when I do it. At the time that I'm doing it, they'll completely right. forget. All right. Well, you know what? You're going to have an opportunity here because we've got 16 minutes left, but we'll be right back. We're going to take a short break. We'll come right back, and then we'll hear some more from One Angry Jew. And then, uh, Jew, I'd like for you to, to speak to this issue about uh, Barack Obama not meeting with Netanyahu. You're a Jew. Maybe you have some inside uh, information. Oh, I know everything. Not that there's anything wrong with being a Jew. It's really cool. Well, it's, it is for the moment. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's hip. It's it's like being gay and being Jewish. I mean, it's it's all it's in now. It's in it's the in thing. 
unless you're, uh, you know, you're in like uh, well, think about this. Think about this. I really am a Jew, but when I created the name One Angry Jew, it came about because I thought, how could I get people annoyed right off the bat before they ever hear me speak? Yeah. And One Angry Jew did it, and now I have everybody in BTR land calling me Jew, the Jew. Jew. And it's synonymous with me. It's cool. Well, you know, hey, hey. Did you know in Chicago we used to have an area? You know, you used to have an area where we would go and buy things and shop. Um, you know, for 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 discounted items. It was like a Walmart, but it was like outside on Maxwell Street on the Upper West Side of Chicago near the South Side called Jewtown, and it was called Jewtown. And you cool. go there and you buy things things really cheap. They don't call it that anymore. I don't. Well, know, I guess they still have the Italian market here in Philadelphia. I don't see why why you couldn't call it Chicago. Well, no, I think it would probably be inappropriate. Now. Maybe Jaime Town would be better. Jaime Town, yeah. Don't we have a we have a deli here locally called Jaime's. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They don't charge you twenty three dollars like I just got charged for a corned beef special in New York City. I think you know Jaime is like uh, the the N word. I mean, only certain people can can say it. If you want a good corned beef special, you go to Jaime's. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep that in mind. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Love you guys for sticking in, even though my man, one angry Jew, is in the house and on the phone. But hey, you know what? If you want to break in and talk about something else, call in yourself. Obama girl, give us a call. R-S-R-O-S-S-P. Give us a call. Three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. I even have an eight hundred number for those of you who are suffering under Obama's rule. What's crackalacking, my peoples? What's crackalacking, my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It, and that's how we do it live and direct with G Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crackalackin'? What's crackalackin'? I'll tell you what's crackalackin'. Cheesky! What's the crackalackin', baby? What's crackin'? Well, what's crackin', man, is everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's crackin'? Cheesky, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crackalackin', Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's cracking, my skate? What's crackalacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crackalacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with Geesty Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. www. 20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lacking and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. A winter's day With my friend the prompter I stand alone 
watching you watch me. It's creepy, but it's too late. You chose me. I am Barack. I'm the Messiah. I'll talk of love. They need is friendship, and friendship causes pain. Uh, Israel and Hamas, they're both the same. I am Barack, I'm the Messiah. Tear down this wall between government and your people. Have your trousers, the shirt off of your back. What makes you think I'm satisfied with that? I'm the rock, I'm the Messiah. And the rock feels your pain, and I think you'll be surprised. It's Wednesday, October 3rd, 2012, and this is news. After countless hours of debate preparation with top advisors, at least one participant in Wednesday night's presidential forum in Denver said he's ready to defend this administration's economic and foreign policy performance and to attack Republican Mitt Romney as an out-of-touch vulture capitalist and promoter of policies that got us into this mess in the first place. PBS newsman Jim Lehrer, the debate moderator, said he doesn't want to sound cocky, just confident. Despite the Obama camp's efforts to play down expectations for the president's performance tonight, Michelle Obama said Tuesday that her husband is, quote, a good debater with a lot of experience. The first lady said she encourages Barack to just be himself and that people will like him. Indeed, results of the latest CNN Indotank poll show the president with a commanding lead over Romney among the key female demographic, wives of sitting U.S. presidents. Obama said he would focus on substantive discussion of policy, his track record of success as president, and his plan for the future. While he thinks Romney will devote his debate time to delivering zingers. Indeed, a debate strategy document leaked from the Romney campaign indicates that the Republican plans to poke the president with a 59.86-page droll witticism designed to leave the audience chortling. The Justice Department plans to spend $165 million dollars to buy a maximum security Illinois prison it had once hoped to use as a holding tank for terror suspects awaiting trial if the president shut down the detention center at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Attorney General Eric Holder denied allegations that the administration still has a secret plan to try Gitmo detainees in the U.S. Holder also branded as false and malicious the claim that by purchasing the prison, he's using taxpayer money to acquire and rehab his own place to stay when he departs from justice. The attorney general added the government merely needs a facility to relieve other prisons currently overcrowded with former Illinois governors. And finally today, voters in Pennsylvania will be asked to show photo ID in November. But if they can't, don't, or won't, a Pennsylvania judge says they can still vote. 
Judge Robert Simpson continued to uphold the constitutionality of the Commonwealth's new voter ID law, which the state Supreme Court has also done, but said he wasn't confident that no one would be disenfranchised if the law took effect for the November election. A spokesman for the Philadelphia chapter of post-obituary Democrats welcomed the news as a civil rights victory for the formerly alive and encouraged their proxies to head to the polls as usual on November 6th. With PJ Newsbreak, I'm Scott Ott. Visit PJTV.com three times today for your antidote to the obsolete media. All right. All right. Here we are, and we're back. What can break this race open? What can break this race open? The only unique events left on the schedule are the four debates between Obama and Romney. The one between Joe Biden and Paul Ryan, the later debates will provide just simple amusement, but probably won't drive voter choices. People vote for the top of the ticket, not from the bottom. They make the debate between the two nominees the best opportunity for each side to close the deal. And the first of these debates on Wednesday night, tonight, in Denver, will probably be the most critical. Will the media start rooting for a Mitt Romney comeback? Both campaigns have worked at setting expectations for the debate, but in telling, tellingly, tellingly different ways. Team Obama spent last week downplaying Obama's debating and rhetorical skills. A rather eye-opening change of pace from the usual declarations of Obama's oratorical mastery. They apparently feel that they don't need to stoke up pre-debate enthusiasm and hope some sandbagging to set the expectations bar low for the president, who usually gets lavish media praise for his speeches. Well, they hope that works better as a long-term strategy. So we'll see. Obama needs these debates more than Obama does. Of that, there's no, there's, it's clear. Obama... Well, we're going to see. We're really going to see what's going to go down. It's all going to be so interesting. Just a few minutes from now, let's let the games begin. But before we take off and get ready for the debate, get your popcorn ready, baby. Get your popcorn ready. Because tonight, oh yeah. Oh, tonight's the night. But hey, we've got to take just a couple of more minutes to get one, one Angry Jew back in here before we sign off for the night and go join the debates. One Angry Jew, I'm sorry, man, I put you on hold, but I had to get that out there. You've got uh, one minute, and uh, hopefully you'll come back tomorrow and we'll talk some more. Anything you want to add before we check out? Sorry, nope. I muted myself. Uh, so yesterday I'm at the YMCA. Mm-hmm. And uh, Obama comes on, Romney comes on, and I take it as an opportunity to strike up a conversation with the guy next to me, black guy, working mm-hmm. out in the uh, out of the army for several years, but uh, was stationed over in Germany. And he says to me, "I'm voting for Obama because he's black." Mm-hmm. Of course, I said, really? I said, "Well, what if I told you I was voting for Romney because he was white?" And he says, "Well, that'd be racist." I said, "Why?" You're voting for Obama because he's black, can't I vote for Romney because he's white? He sat there and he thought about it. 
this is a problem we got in this country. Yeah. And when I told him that I thought that Obama was trying to foment a race war, he said, yeah, bring it on. I hope so. Yeah, of course. Yeah. See, I think that, black America is real angry. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, and no doubt, and they somehow feel, a lot of them feel that, uh, you know, they're going to get their 40 acres in a mule now, and that it's all going to be good, and it's all going to be gravy. Even my felon brother is is complaining that he went and voted for uh, Barack Obama, and he still doesn't have a job, and he basically, he said to me, and I quote, Obama promised me a job. <laughs> My wow. dude, are you really my brother? We need to we need a DNA test. But hey, man, I gotta go. I gotta. We're, we're up against a, a hard break here. I'm Should ready we... to turn the volume up and see. I want All Romney right. to go at him. Uh, All right. I want to see. I want to see fangs. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Good night, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. There are many things you could be doing right now. You chose to come in and listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. Uh, God bless you. God bless the United States of America. We are closing in on 200,000 listens for my show. Thank you so much, guys. I love you. Good night. We're out. Mm-hmm.